Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So excited to have you connected on today, and I am grateful for all of you, wherever you are listening around the world. Thank you so much for just being connected, being a part. It means much, and I'm so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be able to pour into you today. And of course, we believe in this space, the leaders encourage other leaders. Iron sharpens iron. Make no mistake about it. You are listening to this podcast because there is something inside of you that is growing every single day, a leader. And not just a leader, you are a next level leader. I'm so thankful today for whoever shared this podcast with you. And I want you to share it with at least five people. Our goal to reach over a million people with this podcast and we continue to trend in that direction. And thank you in advance for helping us to get this content out to the world. I want to connect with you. Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Follow me there. Let's uh, have conversations. Let me hear about what you're doing. And let me hear how this podcast is blessing your life. If you want our books or other content, or perhaps you want us to come and speak to your team, your organization, josephwalker3.org. That's the landing space. I want you to go check it out. Find out when we'll be in your area and other great content that will be a blessing to your life. Today, I want to talk about Something so important. How do you plan for future success? I think every organization, every leader understands that it's important to always be looking ahead, always be thinking about what's around that next corner. Don't get so caught up in the moment that you fail to think through what may potentially be an entirely new situation three or five years later. How do you prepare your team? How do you get the mindsets ready for what's coming? How do you start your marketing plan and how do you create a level of uh, commitment concerning the challenges that lay ahead? I want to talk about that today. And I want you to really strap in on this one because if you are a next level leader, you're always thinking about the future and preparing your team for future success, not just wallowing in the current success you have now, but coming to a place where you want to be sustainable in your level of success. The first thing I think is important is think about your team, think about you. It's all about exposure. The first thing that's necessary to plan for future success is getting as much exposure as you can. What's happening out there outside of my little bubble? What are people doing? What are people reading? What are people saying is on the horizon? What is the, you know, data out there that's available to me to understand what things may be happening differently in my industry, my area, my ministry, et cetera. So often I tell people it's important to take your team on field trips, you to take trips, to go and sit in spaces that are (laughs) tapped into future, futuring, we'll call it, tapped into futuring, tapped into where things are going, sitting in those conferences where you can hear about the various things that are coming on. I remember listening to a lecture once about electric cars coming long before Elon Musk did what he did. I was hearing about this coming. Now, the time I was hearing about it, you know, I'm thinking, and other people are thinking, wow, that, that'll be like, ooh, that'll be centuries away. And little did I know, it was literally seven years away. 
So you really have to understand the things you're seeing out there that are coming, things that you're seeing in terms of different manifestations of vision that you're seeing out there. Those things are absolutely coming. And it's important that you prepare yourself and prepare your team to see it, to know it. Because once you get exposed to it, then you have a different level of focus around what's coming. Now, the second thing is about positioning. How do I put myself in a position, right? How do I put my team in a position to win? To be successful, I have to make sure in my organization that I have people who are in the right place according to their skill sets. I have to make sure that I don't have the same people in the same places doing the same things all the time. There are certain skill sets that warrant people being repositioned in my organization so that they can be more effective and push us where we're trying to go. Positioning is key. Here's a quick question for you. Do you feel you have the right people? That's number one. Do you feel you have the right people in the right place? That's number two. And do you feel you have the right people in the right place who know how to prepare for what's coming? That's number three. I want you to think about that. Only you can answer that. And do you feel like you're in the right place positionally? Do you feel like you're around the right crowd and the right atmosphere for people to really pour into you so you can absolutely understand how to be successful in the future? I found this to be so important, right? The kind of crowds I hang out with, the kind of you know, folks I converse with, it's all about positioning. Put me in a position where I can win so I can eavesdrop on futuristic thought so I know what's coming and I can be successful as I move forward in that area. Here's number three. I want you to really think about this, stretching. Now, you know, just from a workout perspective, stretching is always tough. Stretching, my trainer says you got to stretch and boy, it hurts sometimes, but it's necessary so I don't pull a muscle. So we stretch before, stretch after, we work out because stretching is important and stretching is painful. The same thing with your organization, same thing with you. You're going to have to stretch, stretch beyond what you've always known. Stretch your team's capacity. It's kind of letting them know you have more in you than you thought you did. Stretching beyond our comfort zone. How do you stretch to a place and stretch your team to say, I know this may seem a little bit uncomfortable, but this is necessary based on where we're going. So I want to stretch you beyond anything you've ever known because the future demands it, that we're in position and that we are absolutely exposed and prepared for what's coming. And that's why I think it's so important to be unapologetic in being stretched. God stretches you. For some of you listening to me right now, God is stretching you like never before. You're like, whoa, God, you're putting all these different things on me at the same time. What's going on? All these different demands because he's stretching you. He is getting you ready. I go back to that scripture and Isaiah, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your curtain. Stretch, stretch. Stretching creates greater capacity for God to do something in your life. Stretch. Creating more room under the tent. You're not called to a teepee thing here. This is a tent, big tent stuff you're getting better to do. And so I think it's just so incredibly important that you, you just begin to think about what that looks like in terms of just stretching. And I want, you to, I want to encourage you to keep on stretching, keep on pushing, because I believe that this season requires it, particularly as you think about what's coming down the pipe. We have to have folks who are ready and prepared and not whining and complaining. Number four is developing, which is what I want to lean in on. Developing, because that's the training. That's really spending time pouring into your team. As a next level leader, here's what you have to do. You have to pour into your team. You have to develop your team. You can't leave this for chance. You have to do it first, and then you bring in other folks to do it. I'm doing an infrastructural audit, like a two-day, looking at all of our processes, talking to all of our leaders, talking about data, talking about you know holding them accountable for all these things they probably never thought about. 
I want to stretch them, but I also want to develop them. And developing them is putting my DNA into them, helping them understand what my expectations are. You can have other people develop your team later on, but if you don't put your DNA and your expectations on your team, people will be developed, but not according to your vision. So it's so important that you're preparing for the future that people understand, hey, this is what I expect as a leader. Here's where we're going. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here are our values. So when people understand that, then you develop them as such. I gave a talk once and I talked about how people are developed even around excellence. You think about people have predisposed ideas about what excellence is based on their environment. Some people think excellence is a certain thing and other people go well beyond that. It's all based upon their level of exposure to excellence. Sometimes you may say, we want to do everything excellent. And then you show up and you're like, that's not exactly what I meant. Well, the fact is you left it to chance. You did not take time to pour into your team, to show your team what excellence meant in terms of you. What's in the mind of the leader? What's in the spirit of the leader? How do you impart that to your team? How do you say, I want it like this, like that, not like that. I want it like this. It means you cannot be so busy, so top tier that you don't get down in the weeds sometimes. Sit down with your team and clearly explain what it means. You ever thought how Jesus would give these parables? You know, he would give these amazing stories. And then he pulled the disciples in and said, now let me tell you exactly what that meant. Because he wanted them to understand, I'm developing you. And I want you to understand what I'm saying specifically as it relates to you. Some falls, you know, by the wayside, some falls on stony ground, some falls among the thorns, and some falls on good ground. He gives this. And then, of course, the, the multitude hear that, right? That's like a, a story he tells. And then he comes in and tells the disciples, now let me tell you, the seed is the word. Some people will be stubborn, hard-headed. Some fall by the wayside. They'll be careless with it. Some, the cares of the world will choke out the word. And then, of course, some will take good ground and that word will grow. Well, think about it for a second. That's a marvelous example of how to develop a team, leaving nothing to chance, showing your team, here are the specifics on why we're doing what we're doing. So I think it's important. Take time out, take a retreat sometime, go and figure this out and say, how can I be effective in developing, developing, listen, in developing my team and planning for success? Number five is collaboration. If you don't know by now, the idea of doing things in silo, doing things solo, that day is over. If you're going to be successful planning for the future, you're going to have to learn how to find partners to collaborate with you. Doing it together is better. Collaboration saves you time, it saves you energy, and it saves you resources. Learning that you're not the first one who's actually thought through this. There are people that can help you. You can help them. A collaborative spirit gets things done better. Who are the people that you're willing to collaborate with to be more efficient, to move things forward in the future? That's where the future is going. It's going in the vein of collaboration. I talk about this so often in my book, No Opportunity Wasted. I talk about it in leaderships because I just believe that collaboration is key. I believe that when we get to a place, we recognize we don't have it all. Uh, but there are people in a real sense who can help us in our weaknesses, help us in our deficiencies. It's a marvelous thing. So I want to encourage you to really think about 
who you're collaborating with in this season, and then creating a culture of collaboration among your team. When you meet with your team and you sit down and you're developing them, it's important to create a team where people work together, create opportunities and exercises where people learn the power of collaboration. We do this cool thing, right? Sometimes we go, and I'm sure some of you've done this, gone to this thing called the escape room with your family, friends. It's amazing, right? Because we took our family to that thing, man, and uh, my young children, we all have to read these things. My wife, is she's a stickler reading the instructions, and we're trying to go figure this stuff out, but we realize something. From my youngest son to my daughter, we realize something. We can never get this done by ourselves. It takes more than one person to figure out this escape game. You have to have a collaborative effort, and everybody has to communicate, talk, be in relationship. We all have to have a common goal. That's what collaboration is. We've had a common goal and we are communicating about this and our progress is being monitored the entire time. That's what collaboration looks like. And we're trying to get this thing done. And watch this. When one wins, all win. That's the goal. And so I just believe if you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about moving things forward, you have to come to a place where you appreciate, understand, and value collaboration. All right, number six is creating. Planning for the future is about what are we creating? The very essence and nature of God is creative. We who have a relationship with God and God has deposited vision within us means that God wants us to create in spaces that things never existed. You start always say, well, God, where's the template for what you're calling me to do? He says, you're going to create it. Have you ever thought about the fact that in these spaces where you are, as you prepare for the future, that there's something inside of you that's supposed to create solutions for problems? You're supposed to create things to be more efficient and effective in the vision that you have. As a next level leader, you always say, how can I create something new, something fresh? How can I be still innovative, use my ingenuity to create things that are going to help move the vision I have forward? Don't be shy when it comes to creating, even if it's never been done before. Perhaps you're being called to do just that. Creating is powerful. It is the very nature of God. It was God who created all that exists. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells therein. Because there's a creative nature of God, there should be also a creative nature in us. And God places in us the ingenuity, the intellect, to be able to create what we never thought we could. I want to review what we've talked about so far before I go to my last principle. We're talking today, ladies and gentlemen, about planning for future success. We talked about exposure, which is so important, exposing our teams getting our teams out of the bubble, out of the silo of where we are and saying, I want to make sure I put my team in a place where they can observe best practices. You go to conferences, you come back and you share with your team, but they don't have any exposure. They've never seen it. So they're like, wow, that's wishful thinking. That's amazing. But if they've never seen this thing, people just like them doing extraordinary things, they never will be motivated to see it come to pass. So it's important to think about exposure. But then also positioning, putting yourself in a position Putting your team in a position to win, to be effective, is such a powerful tool. How do you position yourself to do it? So important. How do you position your team? What, what tables are you sitting at? What things are you doing to say, I'm in the right places so that I can be more effective in what I'm attempting to accomplish? Then there was stretching. Oh, that's that part where we have to get beyond our comfort zone, to be willing to experience just a little pain that may be uncomfortable, but it's necessary to prepare us for where we're going, expanding ourselves beyond what we've always known mentally and emotionally and spiritually, just moving beyond all all things that we've been complacent with. 
And we think about that, it sets us up to be open to greater development. Developing is about really spending time with your team, being specific about exactly what you need to see happen. It's about your DNA being on your team. It's about you sharing specifically what your expectations are and leaving nothing to chance. How are you developing your team? Perhaps you have your team listening to this podcast. That's one way of developing your team. But it's more important that not only do they listen to this podcast, but it's more important that they spend time with you, giving them an opportunity to ask questions about what are your hopes and dreams for the organization and what are your specific expectations. And then creating a culture and a climate of collaboration, man. While all the folks around the tables have a great voice and their voice matters, but nobody's trying to do things by themselves. Nobody's out here trying to do projects by themselves. Your organization is trying to find people who are doing things that can assist you. That Everyone wins. There are win-win scenarios happening all the time, but you have to put yourself in a position where you absolutely can benefit from them. And then there's creating. And creating is powerful, right? Because when I think about creating, I'm thinking about how can I get to a place why I am creating something that doesn't exist. I'm allowing the creative ingenuity to emerge from the tables that I sit and I'm seeing problems in the earth and I recognize I've been called to solve these problems. So how can I create systems and create various things that can help people get the things they need done more efficiently? The final thing about preparing for future success is a commitment to sustaining. Sustaining. I talk about this so often, right? Not being episodic, seasonal, but making sure that whatever you implement, whatever you, whatever you lock in on is sustainable. You see, the Bible talks about having good success. That means not just having success in one season. Good success is how you maintain a level of success that's sustainable, that people look at you and they say, wow, you, you're prepared for the future. See, I'm, I'm preparing five years up the road. I'm not just in this space right now. I'm thinking about where things are going to be five years from now. So I'll be ready and prepared. I, I'll tell you this and, I, and then I'll, I'm done. Our, our church in Nashville, Tennessee, Mount Zion Church, was one of the first churches to actually start this virtual ministry thing. Seven years before the pandemic, we saw an opportunity. We saw a problem and saw an opportunity to create a virtual space, a virtual campus. People were watching online long before it was popular. We were watching and doing that. So we had in-person worship and we had this online presence and we were, you know, getting a great audience of folks who were watching from different parts of the world. Some were at home working in odd hours. We couldn't make it to the physical church on Sunday, but we're watching and streaming in. So when the pandemic happened, everybody was trying to figure out what do we do? How do we pivot? And guess what? It was just another day at the office for us because we had already understood and mastered how to do virtual ministry. Prepare your team for what's coming. Always be thinking futuristically. Always be reading what's on the horizon and align your team and your vision around that. And ladies and gentlemen, you will be successful as you plan for the future. I want you to let me know what you think about this podcast. I want you to make sure you uh, hit me up on Instagram at josephwalker3. Let me know if it blessed you. If you have a question, anything you want to share, I would love to hear it. Go to my Website, josephwalker3.org. I reference a few books, but all of my books are there. Go check it out. We'd love to come in and be a part of the training of your team, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person. Let us know. We'd love to do it. We thank you. So grateful for you. And I want you to know you are a next level leader and great things are going to happen in and through your life. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker. And until next time, you 
Be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph with you.